Hey y'all, it's Jana. This week we went a little long. We try, we have been trying lately to keep it like under, right under an hour. Um, that's not our strong suit, guys. We know our strengths and weaknesses, and that's a weakness for us. Uh, but we both knew that this one would go longer because we have a lot of feelings on it, and we asked our husband some questions. Uh, well, this one is all about comparison, which is not my favorite, and it's not Laura's favorite. And we share, uh, we get vulnerable with you guys, which that should not be shocking. I'm a chronic oversharer, um, and Laura s sometimes suffers from that too. But we share what we feel like we struggle with co with comparison, and um, kind of lay it out there. So I hope this episode helps you. We're not going to tell you to just. Stop comparing yourself because it's not that easy, but it is necessary. So we are going to take away from this the things that we're telling you to do, and we're going to work on it ourselves. We'll report back, okay? Uh, but I hope you listen and enjoy and have some great takeaways. Hey, Jonna. Hey, Laura. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I... I... <laughs> I'm good. I'm scared to say that. I'm good. <laughs> Do you mean it? <laughs> Deep down in my soul. So, oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. How are you, well, I, I do know. I, I'm feeling pretty good. Like I, I mean, it's all relative, you know, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. the weather here has been crazy. So I feel uh -huh. like an arthritic old woman. Cause I can uh -huh. basically like tell you it's going to rain at three. Uh -huh. And um, so that's <laughs> been a little bit tricky. I take my shot tomorrow so that'll help um and I know people have been so kind to ask mm -hmm. um how my liver is and <laughs> how's your liver so sweet nobody's asking I mean people have been asking about my kidneys I guess and my heart <laughs> but uh yeah so it's actually it's stable so finally getting all of the old medicine out of my system um so you technically still have autoimmune hepatitis, I guess, mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. the way they've kind of explained it to me. But it's like I'm back in the normal range. I'm at like the high end of the normal range. So I just mm -hmm. still have to be careful about um, you know, taking too too much medicine of, you know, any sort. And so so that's like one thing they were talking about with my kidney stones is they really kind of want to watch which medicine they give me. Mm. So it doesn't like throw me back in. So but okay. the new medicine, I get blood work done every uh, three months to check it with my new medicine. And so far, it's stayed in the stable range. So, okay. So that's, that's good. good. That's really good. good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> aside from all the keg stands I'm doing, you do you feel like you're like operating in like a normal capacity? Yeah, I think like, normal you feel... for me. Yeah. I mean, I think I've kind of. Um, this will be perfect for our episode. Uh -huh. um, you know, I can compare myself to other people and uh -huh. get down. Uh -huh. And um, because here's the deal. I'm not old. Like uh -huh. I'm about to be 37. Like that's not old. And so I think I can kind of compare myself to, oh, my neighbor's 45 and he just ran a marathon, you uh -huh. know, and I, you know, get winded, you know, walking. Uh -huh. So, yeah, uh, but I, so, but I do feel like that was such a dark time for really like a big chunk of time mm -hmm. that I'm trying to remember that. Like, I don't want to forget how I felt during that because, sure. um, and, and one thing I always tell Will 
I don't ever feel like my medicine's working until I miss a dose. And I'm like, oh, it's working, you know? <laughs> and so it's like, I try to remind myself, like, I do feel better than I did. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It Good. Can get, get very defeating, but sure. um, I also know there's more things I could be doing and I'm working on that. And so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but okay. yeah. So, okay. What about you? Oh, um, well, we're in the midst of our first Mardi Gras on the coast. So that's kind of fun to get to experience that. We've got some parades on the horizon. We, I, I took like Ra- it. I know. I took Riley to his first one on Saturday and he was like, <laughs> oh. after the first person three, it was like the kids parade. It was not and like a, it, okay. it was tame. Yeah. And, but they do throw moon pies and he looked at me and he what? was like, Moon pies. I love moon pies. I know. Whole moon pies. He was like, Mom, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> no joke. I might have to come down just for that. I know. I know. Moon pies are his favorite. So we got got some beads and some moon pies and um all kinds of stuff. But it was like a little children's parade. They do it like in the afternoon. Um, and it's it's like the band and some dancers and just the kids get to dress up and do that. So it's kind of fun. And so. moon pies. And moon pies. And they were throwing in past. So, and that is amazing. I know. I know. So that's kind of fun just to experience that and have, you know, ready access to King cake anywhere you go. So that's, that's good. That's not bad. <laughs> have you gotten the baby at all yet? I have not. I have not. Um, but you know, I did take one to my office. Uh, I guess it was last week and I was like, it doesn't matter. He finds the baby. I will bring it. <laughs> Yes, yes. I will bring it from the coast, y'all. Everybody can share. That's yeah. right. That's right. So um, enjoying that. We're about halfway through the semester, which is hard to believe. Um, That's crazy. And- January was the longest month ever. And uh-huh. I feel like now we're already in March. I like- know. I know. Yeah. I said next month about something with March and I realized that was like 10 days away mm-hmm. or something. It's crazy. That's crazy. So, um, but yeah, so we're, we're about halfway point and um, things are off, obviously cranking up with that and um, getting ready to try to transition to just online. So that's going to be different. Um, yeah, it is. It is. I have. I know yeah. you love the class time. Like, I do. You love the, the connection. I do. Yeah. I do. So I'm just trying to um, just prepare my heart for that. So that's good. But we do have some exciting adoption updates. Please share. Um, please. <laughs> some good some good going on um so our agency had told us just to prepare for like these next steps to take anywhere from like four to six weeks and um we got through that in 10 days that is so amazing so things are just moving a lot faster we were waiting on original paperwork to move forward with our dossier and it arrived much faster than what we anticipated and so that was super exciting and then um we just love the way that God just continues to affirm and confirm that, um, this is your this, girl, that this is our daughter. Yeah. And our, our caseworker, I, I know, so I know. I think I can finally say it without getting like this huge lump in my throat and tearing up. So, um, but she yeah. called yesterday, our caseworker called yesterday and said that they had gotten her, um, original documents that we needed. And she said, this is so weird. She said, but you're not going to believe what was in the top was on the letterhead in the top corner of the letterhead. And I said, what? And she said, the, the Methodist cross. And I said, what? <laughs> she said, I know it's weird, but she said, it's just, a, it's, it's just has to be just like a, a little God wink that, you know, of oh, all. And the fact that 
Jeff is a Methodist pastor. I know. You're a Methodist pastor's wife. I know. And this yeah. is the first time our agency has worked with this specific or like this, call it a saw, but for what we know, that's an orphanage, but like yeah. this, this specific group. And so, of course, my next question, you know, was, does that mean that, you know, it might be Christian run, like that she's learning about Jesus already? And um, so it, we, we don't know the answer to that, but it is just such a really we're cool. We're going to just, we're going to hope for yes. Yes. I know. I know. I know that there are, because I'm nothing if not a stalker on the interwebs. Uh-huh. Um, I know that there have been UMC church groups that have gone to that orphanage on mission trips. So I can't help oh, but feel gosh. like, yeah, I know, feel like that there might be some, maybe, maybe. I mean, some. even if they're letting those missionary, like those church groups come in, that yeah. speaks volumes. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I don't know. That is we'll so, I just think whenever you're able to fully share, like every, all the steps and mm-hmm. everything, I mean, first of all, guys, I've seen her little face. <laughs> It'll bring you to tears. Yeah. I mean, she is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I know you shared her her name last time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, the fact that her name is Sweetie, like, <laughs> I cannot. I know. So, be, be looking, guys. There will be some shirts coming mm-hmm. um, that mm-hmm. uh, will be, will be, I because Laura is not forceful. The one that you're going to do with, is it fun? The nations? Is that who it is? Mm-hmm. This is fun. The yeah, nations. Tis so sweet. Mm-hmm. It. And yeah. it has like, does it have India? Like it does. The O yeah. and so is the outline of India. So uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and I, and some pressure from some of you amazing listeners mm-hmm. have said, you do want a shirt that says, it's fine. That's all I ever say. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And um, so Laura's looking into having a shirt made. Uh, and so it would be a podcast shirt, but all the proceeds would go to Laura's adoption. Um, and so it will be an, like, so we're working, she's working on that. I say we, I'm just mm-hmm. pushing her. Yeah. To work on it. She's, she's just, got nothing else to do. Yeah. She's just keeping me going, keeping me going here. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to look at maybe, but we'll keep y'all posted when all of those shirts are available, mm-hmm. when those shirts are available um, and as they come available, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. and I will be pr- a proud wearer. I know. I know. I'm excited. It's, it's crazy to just, again, just to see all the ways that, he's been working in this from the very beginning. So yeah, it's very sweet. It is very sweet. It is so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about something that's super light and fluffy and probably won't make either one of us like choke up at any point. Um, And as we share some, some vulnerable moments here, but we're going to talk about comparison. Mm. Next week, we're going to talk about pap smears. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, we're not. Oh my gosh. Take that (laughs) off the editorial calendar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you probably. no, we are going to make this fun. We promise. But we we do. It's something that we've talked about before as in terms of a show about it. And I think we've both kind of pushed it aside. Yeah, because we don't really want to talk about it because it just yeah. it doesn't feel good. And so well, it shines a light on it. And I think if because we're going to share with you 
where we compare ourselves mm-hmm. and that then opens us up to mm-hmm. vulnerability, being vulnerable. And now we're going to compare how vulnerable <laughs> we are with each other. <laughs> we're going to have compare our vulnerability hangovers yeah. after we finish recording. It's exactly. going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, but you probably heard um, people say comparison is the thief of joy. Um, and I think that that is true, especially for believers, because when we think about the difference between joy and happiness, we know that our joy is found in Christ, that it's rooted in Christ, but happiness is circumstantial and And it's bleeding. mm -hmm. And it can be definitely something they get, they get easily confused sometimes. Right. Um, especially I do try and ask my kids, like, and Mm -hmm. I will even point out in them, like, you don't seem joyful, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. and I, I really, I don't know if you can be, do you think you can be happy without being joyful or I think you can be joyful. I know you can be joyful without being mm-hmm. happy. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, I'm sure you can. Cause I mean, you think yeah. about it from like a, someone who's not a believer. There are definitely people who are happy, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that's a good point. Yeah. So I think you can be happy for someone. And maybe not be joyful yourself. Mm-hmm. So. It's just not sustainable for the long. Yeah. You're probably more of a roller coaster if your your happiness, you know, if yeah. it's all based on your circumstances rather than having it rooted in Christ. And but I people that are roller coasters. I mean, like, and I can tend to be that way. Like, I mm-hmm. can tend to be super excited and then crash. And mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. not, not fun. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the other thing when we kind of started talking about this is that um, did if we're nothing if not researchers, right? We, uh, yeah, we both did quite a bit of research for this because we we're not looking to out ourselves. <laughs> Sorry, we want to talk about what other people have said about people. it. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this might be the most research we have both done. <laughs> Don't make me talk about my feelings. Yeah, uh-huh. um, but there is a social science. A scientist who in the 1950s did make one of probably the greatest contributions it's been called that for um, social science. And he really, uh, as he developed what's called social comparison theory, mm-hmm. which don't, don't snooze on me y'all. Um, we're going somewhere with this. But... FYI, our, <laughs> our articles are mine. Hers is by Festinger and uh-huh. mine's from Lil Blue Boo. <laughs> <laughs> It's the same. It's the same. Not trying to compare. I'm just saying. (laughs) She she wins. But he does say that we have, and this is kind of, I'm laying the groundwork. Then we're going to get into your little blue boo. Um, He just basically says that we all have this fundamental need to evaluate ourselves and that the only way that we can really do that is to reference ourselves in relation to something or someone else. Um, And so we have to have like, I guess like a frame of reference, a point of comparison. And he says he, as his research developed, he identified two specific things that we're trying to do when we, when we begin this kind of comparison mindset. And one is to reduce uncertainty, which, you know, if you think about doing something new, it's just like, Oh, we're okay. going to go research. We're going to see what other you people have done. As right. As I mean, there's so often I'm like, well, so what do you think is going to happen? You know, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk it out to death. Guess what? Yes. We're rarely ever right. So. I know. I know. Well, and two, I think that's part of our faith journey is, is moving one step at a, 
time when you don't know what the next step is going to look. Am I about to fall off of the steps? Yeah. Like what is happening right now? It's, and, but that's, that's kind of what leads us down this path is this, this effort to reduce uncertainty. And I think about it, like when I was kind of thinking this through, I think about when I, um, and I, this is not a flex, hear me say this, but like when I started, when I was training for those, the half marathon thing, mm-hmm. like there's this, this, um, these different plans that you do that someone who's done it before you says, this is the best way to go about it. Yeah. And they map it out for you. And then, you know, and that's, that can be a healthy, you know, way to approach that. But when I start like hashtagging half marathons and looking at people's times and like, you know, building up this anxiousness over, you know, I've crossed the line from reducing uncertainty and preparing myself for like, I'm trying to out somebody else and do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that was interesting to think about. And then the second reason he says is this is our effort to define ourselves. Yeah. Um, and that's where I think as believers, we can get into some, some trouble. And this, these are definitely areas that I struggle with is I feel like I, my struggles with comparison are more of the, the two. <laughs> They're the, the yeah. defining self trying to figure out who I am. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's mine. And I mean, I think as women, sometimes we can go about it another way. Like we can also put ourselves down like mm-hmm. um, to people because we're uncomfortable with, mm-hmm. you know, being praised or whatever. And it's like, you know, if somebody thinks you're funny, you're like, well, I'm not as funny as so-and-so, you know, or or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And my mom has always gotten mad at me because Mm -hmm. she's like, because she just does. No, I'm just Mm -hmm. kidding. (laughs) I love you, mom. No, but she always gets mad at me. She's like, can you not take a compliment? Uh, It's hard. Just say thank you. Mm -hmm. And I think that it comes down to the root of, I don't believe that about myself. So it's hard for me to accept what I view as a pity compliment. Uh My mom right now is probably sanding some antique furniture somewhere going, oh my gosh, that is so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) We love you, Debbie. (laughs) Yes, super fan Deb is the best. I love it. But yeah, she's always, I mean, and my mom is a very confident woman. And Mm -hmm. that is something that I feel like she really did model for me. I Mm -hmm. just didn't exactly pick it up. Mm-hmm. So. I know, right? Yeah. I, I watched it happen. I just didn't claim it as much. No, and oh. I mean, she was in a very male dominated world and was mm-hmm. very successful. And she, she really knew her worth. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I talk but I mean, and she still does, you know, and um, I think that's something that I've compared myself to her mm-hmm. and I've come up short. And, mm-hmm. and I think that, but that's a good example of, mm-hmm you know, like you looking at Rachel, it's good to, you know, it's hard to say it's good to compare yourself because I know we talk about here, it's, or we talk about here, like, you know, our notes, but it's, (laughs) I mean, really Jesus is the only Mm -hmm. one to be comparing ourselves to, Mm -hmm. but I do think that, I mean, it does say in the Bible, um, like we've been going through this study and it's like, there are people like that God does say imitate until, Mm -hmm you do it right. Like in Thessalonians, he talks about it, you know, like imitate Paul, imitate, mm-hmm. you know. Um, well, and I think that's the point of discipleship yes. is that you've identified people who are, you know, doing it right, biblically doing it yeah. right. Not like I have a big house and a car and I'm doing it. Like, but like people disciple us. Yes. And we're, we're going to get into that. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
but yes, that is the whole, that is, that's what discipleship is, is I've walked. Um, and I think I, I'm, um, like the stepping, stepping in their, their footprints. Yeah. Like this view of discipleship is they've walked in front of just ahead of you. And you're basically like stepping in their, um, in their, their shoe prints. Well, and um, I talked about my friend Josette a lot mm-hmm. and she's mm-hmm. the one that she, she actually messaged me the other day. And, um, cause she's like, I was asking her how far is New Orleans from Pascagoula? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, I can just knock two birds out. And, and, um, but anyways, and so, but she is someone that has modeled and she's not, I don't think she's living her life to be a model for Jana, mm-hmm. but she is living her life in a way that reflects Jesus. Yes. And I do view her as someone like, okay, well, Josette did this. Mm-hmm. So I feel confident in making this decision. Mm-hmm. Now, does it always end up the way Josette did it? No, but mm-hmm. I think that at least I'm making strides because I know that she's in the word daily. I know that she's living a life that reflects Jesus. So I feel confident in modeling. And I think that's where it gets to comparing versus modeling versus, you know, discipleship and compare. I think when you step into mm-hmm. the comparison is when it starts to become sinful mm-hmm. and it leads you down a long, cause here's the deal. Josette's like, you know, five ten and like a size four. Uh, like I can't, I, but I don't compare myself to her that way. Cause I'm never going to be that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can also, but I can look at the way that she loves her kids well. And mm-hmm. I can look at the way she loves her husband and supports him. And I admire that greatly. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, for sure. Well, um, let's, I think we're going to talk a little bit about um, this article that we found from Propel Women that Allie Worthington wrote. And it's so good. Um, there's so many good nuggets. It's called How to Stop Playing the Comparison Game. Um, and Allie is an author and a, um, she, I think she also has a podcast. So, yeah. um, I love that she's got this kind of broken up into how we lose when we compare ourselves and then how do we kind of avoid that? But I, I want to kind of dig into some of these ways that we lose because they are so important. There's just such great reminders. Oh. Um, well, I mean, and, right after eight, she shares the marathon story, which is very similar to yours, but like, mm-hmm. you know, she was talking about a friend mm-hmm. that ran a marathon, posted her picture mm-hmm. with her time, so proud of herself. She ran a marathon. Like, uh-huh. guys, that is amazing. I don't right. care if you do, I don't care if you're the dead last, that's mm-hmm. faster than me. And it's like, <laughs> and, and a lot of other people. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's amazing. And that is such an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And, but then the woman saw other people that ran that race share theirs and their time was better. Like she was proud. So she was mm-hmm. proud. She posted it. Then she saw and started comparing and she deleted her picture because she realized hers wasn't as good as theirs. And it's like, that is, I mean, I say that's crazy, but who knows? I might do the same, you know? I mean, when you get wrapped up in that, it just, it tears down any pride, you know, that you feel mm-hmm. uh, or joy mm-hmm. that you feel, or just happiness. I mm-hmm. Mean, mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Um, the first the first thing she says, and this kind of goes right along with that, is we don't celebrate our wins when we compare ourselves to other, we, others. That was that was so good. Um, That'll preach. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love the parallel that she drew to the parable of the worker in the vineyard in Matthew. Um, just how when we're so worried about what we're looking over somebody else's shoulder, we're not, we're not, you know, yeah. we're not 
putting enjoy. our head down, getting our work done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the second one, <laughs> this was, yeah. that's why we get a little vulnerable. We can sometimes resent people we love when we compare ourselves to others. Mm, I mean, <laughs> <I guess. laughs> yeah. At, like this right here, right off the bat, she goes, I confess, which I'm like, this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. I want, and that's a talisman. Mm-hmm. I want to be happy when good things happen to the people I love mm-hmm. or like, but all too often I compare myself, like I compare my life to their good fortune and I find myself resenting them instead of celebrating with them. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. So let's say your brother <laughs> won the lottery. Mm-hmm. Like you would probably be so excited, but then you'd be like, gosh, that, I wish I could have won. You know, <laughs> like, Think about Maybe I should have bought that lottery ticket. Well, I mean, it's like, does he even work that hard? And now he's got all this money. And it's like, mm-hmm. there's people that are working really hard. Like, I mean, you could just talk yourself into a lot of things. Or, you know, mm-hmm. somebody, you know, builds a house. Or, you know, gets a new car. Or their mm-hmm. kids are really good. Or, you know, whatever it looks like. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, for sure. Yourself, well, they don't deserve that. Or, yeah. you know. And sometimes it's not even, like, it's it's not even material things. Like I know sometimes I look around me and I just think, gosh, they are so happy. They have it all together. They have, you know, everything just seems to be going so well or, or even, I mean, this is where I really like, and you feel like other people are praying and their prayers are being answered and you're like, why, why? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, hey, what about me over here? You know, that feeling. Oh, it's um, like, oh, I'm so happy Jesus is just answering all your prayers right now. That's so awesome. Praise, praise hand emojis. Yes. Can I yeah. give you something to pray? Because I feel like he's hearing you. I you know. know. I know. Yeah. yeah. That That's, I think, the dangerous part. I think that's what she's kind of um, warning us against, too. Um, and then number three, oh, we experience depression and lower self-esteem when we compare ourselves to others. Well. Uh, yes, it's not wrong. <laughs> that's not false. That's that's yeah. pretty true. It's, um, yeah. Well, and I think social media has enhanced that for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, and it's you know, I mean, I've heard people even say like their kids you know, their kids keep their heads in their phone and they used to be so engaging. And, you know, and I've heard people say whenever they like ground their kids and they take their phones away uh-huh. and it's like, oh my gosh, it's like a new kid. Like you have a light in your eyes. Again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's, but we're the same. Uh-huh. We see it in our kids. Uh-huh. Um, I know our church, um, Hill Country here in Austin, they just did, um, it's on fearless parenting as we're doing this whole series and it's amazing. Um, but then one of, they actually had in like a tech, a person come in and talk about like, you know, uh, the dangers and everything with kids. And one of the deals they were talking about, it's hard for you to sit there. And this is with anything, sit there and tell your kids how awful this is when you're not modeling it for them. Uh. <laughs> and, and that's what their, the kids have said that they've done all these studies. It's like, well, my parents are on their phone all the time. Uh-huh. And I've recently set limits for me uh-huh. on like social media. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And it's a little depressing whenever it's early in the day and it shuts off and you're like, well, that's embarrassing, you know, and it's, it's nine o'clock. Oh gosh, I just woke up. <laughs> but I do, I think, 
but yeah, but back to like, and I just use social <laughs> media, but I mean, that's with anything. I mean, mm-hmm. it's in your job. It's mm-hmm. in the way you parent. It's in mm-hmm. looks. It's in all those things. I mean, you're never, and if you're doing it to feel good about yourself, then mm-hmm. you feel bad that that's what you're doing because you're more than likely putting someone down, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's like, if you think you're better than someone, that's not a good place to be. Yeah. So for sure, for sure. Um, and this her next one kind of leads into that same conversation with social media. She says we fall in love with perception and hate reality when we compare ourselves to others. And I love at the last part of it, she says, Don't fall for the insta sham yeah. version of okay. others' lies. And that is so I think that's really important to remember is that you know, you're seeing one square of somebody's life. And um, we're going to talk, look at another article that we found in a um, little bit, but that has some tips about specifically dealing with the Insta sham version. Um, But that is so true. Like we, we put so much emphasis and so much like, this is what so-and-so is doing when it's, it's not. And we've also seen, you know, the influencers who've been called out. I remember there was a girl, um, I don't know if you saw this, but her sister actually outed her. She posted a picture and it was like, just getting my morning hike in. And then her sister posted (laughs) the uncropped version of her picture where she was actually standing in their backyard. Um, your mouth as amazing. (laughs) And I was like, that is, we talk, I actually talk about this in my social media marketing classes, you know, just, the reality of it and making sure that well that, um we talked we a lot in our that. little friend group um mm-hmm. I don't like the way I called it our little friend group but <laughs> in, our, in our little in, in our I'm gonna stop saying little in our circle of friends um <laughs> just like the manufactured authenticity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think in this day and age it's but that's I think that goes to show we're following the wrong people it's mm-hmm. supposed to be following Jesus but these people amass all these followers and I know in different countries, they've even started taking away like the likes and everything. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and then I've seen different influencers talk about how that's going to affect their business and mm-hmm. um, all of that. And it's, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's their job. Mm. And I respect that. That's their job. And I found some amazing things from, you know, people that mm-hmm. I follow on social media. And um, I mean, you know, all I'm working for is a swipe up. No, I'm mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, but no, it's, you know, it's fine. But, um, That's but funny. even with our podcast, like uh-huh. the more listeners you have, the more, you know, it's like, it makes it a viable, um, job or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. But, um, but I think that that is where the, one of my favorite follows on Instagram is influencers in the wild. Oh my gosh. I just learned about this. That uh, should have been my favorite thing this week. I well, just, just heard about this. It's our week. episode's favorite thing. It is the funniest. <laughs> I've been following it for a little while now. Um, and uh, I can't tell you how many I've gone back to rewatch because it is so funny. Like yesterday they posted this one of this girl and she was like really beautiful and she's leaning uh-huh. in front of a door and like the person and then the door's like cracked and she just like completely falls in. Uh-uh. And, I mean, it is that stuff owns me. And so, because oh it's gosh. like, it, it just shows the level we want to go to, to make things mm-hmm. look real. I mean, listen, as an interior designer, I cannot tell you how many times I've had to clean <laughs> someone's house to take pictures, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and I don't post a ton of pictures because I just, you know, I never want to, I don't want to embarrass someone or, I mean, mm-hmm. and a lot of times mm-hmm. it's like I do the design process and then I go back and look and everything, um, 
and then I just, I'm not great at getting the pictures, but I have many times, there's many a pictures where if you were to zoom out, there's paint cans to the left. <laughs> there's their pile of laundry yeah. out just yeah. out of view. And it's like, and I'm not trying to, you know, dupe you, but I'm like, well, this is their house. Like I'm not trying mm-hmm. to put their business on front street, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. everything, I mean, I promise you with all these interior design sites, I mean, people, whenever they have magazine shoots, they take the magazine company comes in and they take down a ton of your things and they fill mm-hmm. it with their thing. I mean, it's mm-hmm. easy. I mean, the Magnolia, the uh, fixer upper, I mean, mm-hmm. we know people that have had their house done and it's not exactly as it seems. Those houses have already been bought before Chip and Joanna step into the picture because that's mm-hmm. how that works. I mean, it's the same mm-hmm. with property brothers. Um, mm-hmm. It's the house has already been purchased. And so once I knew that, I hated watching the beginning whenever they kind of are trying to decide which house to get. I'm like, well, this house is already like, this is just for show. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. all the way it's decorated, those houses don't look like that when they're done because every single thing in there, besides the thing that say like Clint Hart builds, goes. <laughs> it all has a price tag. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, you just have to look at those things and be like, this is beautiful. And it's a great like way to, you know, last week I said like Magnolia is one of my favorite things it is because I think that they do an amazing job. Um, but look at it as inspiration, not mm-hmm. comparison. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I like that thought a lot. Um, uh, so we have some interesting insight here before we jump in. We're going to put our our husbands out there before yeah. we jump in and talk about ours. Cause that's, yeah, that feels right. That's what we like. Yeah. That feels right. That's, that's yeah. what we like to do. Um, because I, what, what we kind of found in our research is that men don't struggle with this quite as much as we do no. as women do. Um, Not so what did Will say? Yeah. 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 What, um, what do, what did Will say? Um, so, and I'll say, I, I do know this about him cause we do really pray about, you know, these things together and stuff, but, um, I'm very, I try to be very open and honest, like with my kids and stuff. Cause I don't want to create a false reality, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want them to get married one day and be like, well, this is not at all what I thought it would be. Um, <laughs> you know, but I, so for him, it's his work. Like, is, mm-hmm. is he doing enough for our family is his, you know, and then comparing himself to other men, like, well, they're this age and this is their job title. And mm-hmm. maybe I should be more successful, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, by what standards? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, uh, Will is a child of divorce. Uh, mm-hmm. his parents got divorced when he was in fifth grade and, um, you know, there's things that come along with that. And, um, he compares himself to other fathers. Like, mm-hmm. am I, you know, hands-on enough? Am I, um, too, too hard? Am I present enough? Am I, so he compares himself, like, especially uh, he asks, and I feel so sorry for our kids. His big question lately <laughs> is, so your kids turning 16, like, are they getting a car or are they buying it? You know, and um, mm-hmm. our kids are like, please stop asking these questions. <laughs> so, um, but you know, it's like, he, but he really likes, he values certain men's opinion, um, you know, over others. And mm-hmm. he, he looks to them because he sees their kids are good kids or they perceive to be good kids. So mm-hmm. how can I raise my kids to be like that? Um, and I think that that's good, but it can get dangerous. Like, sure. Um, and so that's where he he is with things. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Jeff's are pretty similar. Um, he, he also struggles, <laughs> obviously not, 
necessarily with the money or the, the that part, but does does struggle with comparison. He said to comparing um, other preachers, like yeah. their ministry effectiveness, just both you know in their delivery of their sermons every week, and then also just you know um, maybe even things that are going on in their church or whatever. Just yeah, like what um, their church is doing for the yeah 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 he really um he said that was an area for him but i think also he's he mentioned parenting as being one of the things like you know just is he doing enough is he um neither one of them said they don't marriage i don't know what's going on uh, there i'm gonna need I to mean... myself a little bit and so <laughs> listen i did not hear him say that in his response that he compares himself to other husbands and wonders if he's doing enough <laughs> Well, and I don't, I'm not trying to like make y'all feel bad and I'm not, I definitely don't want to be a breeding ground for comparison, but I would like as a follow-up for y'all to know, uh, for Valentine's after our last episode, um, (laughs) Will met, uh, Anna and I at the, um, basketball game for William's basketball game. And he was waiting on us with two long stem roses. You think, but here's. Uh, perception versus reality. Uh, uh-huh. I also follow his company's Instagram and knew that they had a bucket of these roses uh-huh. for their women employees, <laughs> and he took two of them. Oh, and well, he's like, it's the thought strong. that counts. I was like, what the thought that you thought I would take this? And he's Ooh. like, well, there were leftovers. So I'm not trying to <laughs> um, make y'all feel bad, but. Oh and I was gosh. like, well, I saw these on the National Alliance Instagram. He's like, so? And I was <laughs> like, I didn't say I bought them. And I was like, well, that's what you tried to allude to. He's like, no. And so, yeah. That is amazing. So Love it. I would well, like to maybe compare a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Jeff did, I will say, Jeff did, um, he, he came in after we said we're not doing anything. He actually got me tickets to a concert that okay. I've been wanting I know it was then I felt bad well that's what happens I didn't get well anything I, I, I didn't either no and so <laughs> and that's I mean, what we agreed on yeah and I told him I said I'd rather you've not gotten me anything than steal <laughs> <laughs> steal <laughs> from your company oh <laughs> I'm not trying to shame you but it's fine uh, that um, is really funny but I will oh say gosh. in this when I think about men um in comparison and all the pressures that they have on them because Women have a lot of pressure on them. We're going to get to that. But men have a lot of pressure that people don't think about because it's just expected Mm -hmm. um, with our kind of socially defined roles. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of the things that I need to see exactly when this article was, it was written in 2014 Mm -hmm. and it has stuck with me. And I read it when it went live. Um, This is when blogs were much bigger deal than they Mm -hmm. are now, which I think Mm -hmm. they're still important and everything. But um, there's a lady, her name's Ashley Hackshaw. Mm-hmm. Um, and her blog is Lil Blue Boo, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, because she used to have like a Etsy shop and I would buy Anna some cute little dresses on there that she made. And, um, anyways, and so I started following her like on social media platforms and, um, this was, I, I, and really the only social media platform really to follow her on that time was blogs. And she wrote this blog. And so she herself, they lived in California, beautiful. I mean, the per- like when you think of like a California family, that's them. Mm-hmm. They have a beautiful daughter uh, named Sienna. Her husband's named Brett. I would know way too much about these people. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so she ends up like she has, she's literally picturesque, beautiful home, all these things. Um, 
she ends up getting cancer and has mm. to have an emergency, like full hysterectomy, loses her hair, all of these things. And then her dad, um, who was in like the PGA, like ended up dying on a plane. Like, oh my place. gosh, it was crazy. So she had basically like a come to Jesus moment. But the title mm. of the blog uh, post is why I told my husband he could walk away. Um, and I'm not going to get into the whole deal, but basically they sold everything they owned except for what could fit in a 16 foot trailer and sold their house. She said at a loss, quit their jobs, all of these things, sold everything. And they Uh, moved to North Carolina where she was from and ended up like living in a bed and breakfast for like six months to help run it. And then bought like a little home on a hill that was like super dated and it was a fixer upper and they mm-hmm. are now like living their very best lives she's like painting and they opened up like an outdoor shop with some friends because that's what her husband he was an investment banker mm-hmm. and was killing himself like just mm-hmm. hated everything like was just miserable and it's like you know she said you know I was basically doing all of these things like we issue like this this is a little bit she's like Um, We had set ourselves up for frustration, confusion, and failure. We had a huge house and even bigger mortgage, five flat screen TVs for in our house for three people. We lived in an expensive city, expensive taxes. We built a huge pantry that we could stockpile items from Costco just because we could. So Uh she goes into all these things. She's like, you know, we weren't necessarily living beyond our means, but we were working to support our means. My Uh epiphany was that I wanted to move the means and they sold everything and not that that's what you have to do, but, um, it really came down to, she told her, her husband, she's like, walk away if you're not happy. And I will never, ever bring it up. again. I will never make you regret that decision. Like, she's not going to be like, walk away. Well, then they're struggling five years later. It's like, well, if you went and walked mm-hmm. away, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, but this one quote, um, by Jerry Leachman, um, in the measure of a man, it's, he wrote the forward for it, but he said, it's heartbreaking to see men waste their entire lives trying to convince other people that they are someone they are not. This is why men's souls do not grow mighty in spirit and courage. They spend their uh-huh. existence covering up and living in fear. They will one day be discovered as a fraud. There is a voice inside them that keeps telling them that in spite of all the ornate ornaments they collect in life, they are still not okay. The uh-huh. results are a lifelong tension with guilt, shame, and anxiety. And that's a lot. That's heavy. I just think, though, that that's, like, that is the reality. And because we don't maybe ask our husbands, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. Are you fulfilled? Are you filled with joy? Like, do you find yourself comparing? Like, ask those questions. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And you might be surprised your answer. And they might be surprised you're asking the question, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. Sometimes I think as women, and I'm, we can maybe want to put our heads down and kind of live in the comfortable life that they've built. Um, or that we've built together and not ask those hard questions because then that might meet some hard answers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's good. That's really good for sure. Um, so that's your homework, y'all. You have to ask your spouse, your significant other, your, mm-hmm. um, how are you? And really, <laughs> really yeah. dig into that. Like, are you, are you good? Yeah, and maybe that. just kind of watch, you know, sit back and watch a little bit on um, mm-hmm. in ways that maybe they're trying to measure up. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think men are going to sit there and be super open. Like, yeah, I really compare myself to some people on social media. <laughs> and, um, that's that's my area of expertise. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, yeah, that's good. That's really good. I love their example too of just the way that they they made the change before it got. Yeah, it was too late. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what about you? Oh, what do I? You sure? <laughs> no, nope, nope, not me. Yeah. Oh gosh, um, I think we both put this on there, but we as our first just, one, uh huh, very first thing, um, is just body and body image, um, self image. I think that is one of the biggest points of of struggle for me as far as comparison. And honestly, like, yes, I definitely compare to other people, but I also compare myself to other periods in my life, like where I oh. where it was like a, I feel like I was a better version of me in that area yeah um and so that's hard you know the whole time hop is a real beat down yeah it really is it really is especially and I started this off talking about when I was you know running and doing that um that was that is if I could go back to any any place where I actually felt confident and didn't struggle with that that would be where it was so well and I think you know there's that my mom and I were talking about it Yesterday, I was cracking up because she went to the doctor mm-hmm. and they had the wrong weight written down uh, pounds for her. <laughs> she's like, uh, I don't think so. I don't think that's right. <laughs> and so, um, but it was like, you know, but I was telling her, I was like, well, it kind of goes back that like, I wish I, I was as fat as I thought I once was. Uh, yes. You know? uh-huh. and, which is, but there's, I think for me though, which is a sad realization I don't ever remember a time other than being a child that I have like been comfortable in my body, mm. even at my smallest, like mm-hmm. there was still something to fix. There was still something to do. Now, do I do a lot to help that? No. Nope. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, but I mean, I really do struggle with like, like that's the hardest thing. And I know there's mm-hmm. people that are like, I never talk about that in front of my kids and mm-hmm. I have not been so great to do that. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. that is something that I really like could really stand some counseling for. Yes. Um, same, same yeah. probably. And, and also to just the reality of, like you said, like, what am I doing, doing about it? Well, <laughs> we started this conversation with this, this morning with, um, I'm on an ice pack right now because I've done something to my back. So, yeah, you know, it's fine. There's like that. Fine. There's yeah. that. So, yeah. but yeah, I did. I mean, we did join the gym We're, we did join the gym. That's it's it. been, it's been a minute since I've been because, well, just because. A membership. A few things. So yeah. anyway. But, and I know talking to you, it's been hard because you don't have a home that is Laura and Jeff Walton's. Mm-hmm. It's the parsonage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, this was, um, that's something I, especially since we've been, well, honestly, I will say that was probably something that started after we sold the one house that we've owned and we sold it and knew we didn't need to buy again. And so we rented for a period of time and then we began the whole parsonage tour. So that, um, that's been hard. I will say our church here has done, they were so kind to let me choose things and that this, this feels more like home, you know, as far as our house than any other place that we've lived for a long time. Um, Yeah. They let you be a part of the decision. Yeah. Yeah. And that was super sweet and just really you know, kind of helped with that. But I do, I think I struggle with that. And we may have talked about this in that, that episode, but I think I struggle with that because I really do 
like to invite people into my home. Like I, I like to have people here and um, it just always felt like I couldn't, I don't know. It just felt like I couldn't do that. And yeah. Well, because you weren't, it was almost like you're inviting someone to someone else's home. It does feel a little weird. It does feel a little weird, but it is something. And I think too, from what I've heard from other preachers lives, like you kind of, you not desensitize, but you kind of get used to that and you learn how to just make it your own. And, um, and so hopefully that'll come with wisdom and the longer that we do this, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's been hard. Uh huh. That's been hard. Um, you also mentioned like people's perceptions of you. Do you think that that plays into like, does that tie back to our very first one that we share, like the body image or do you think? Yeah. Well, and I think it really kind of comes down to, um, I, I am outgoing and I, um, I think I am, I, I'm a people person for sure. Um, but I think that a lot of people, and I don't want to say a lot. And I really struggle. And I told you, I really struggle even talking about this because I don't want it to come off like I'm bragging or mm. anything like that. So please hear my heart when I say, like, I don't even really want to share this. But <laughs> apparently you put a microphone in front of me and I'll tell you anything. Um, but, you know, people will say, like, oh, I know you're busy. And I know I bet you just have, like, a lot of friends. Like, when JJ was here, she and I were talking about it. And I was like, I, I do have – I have an amazing group of friends. But mm. I don't do, like, what people think. You know, like – I think that um, I don't feel like I have a lot of deep relationships and not that I really want a lot like, mm-hmm. and, and I do have enough like that's, but um, I don't know. I think people think because of social media, like, Oh, you, you go and do that. But if you really watch my stories, I'm pretty much alone a lot, you know, <laughs> and it's like, and my work requires me to be alone a lot other than when I'm doing like consultations and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and one thing that I really, hate is small talk like Uh, I hate small talk it drains me and um that's whenever I'm like maybe I'm an ambivert like (laughs) I I you know can turn it on and not that Uh it's on but it's like I feed off of other people's energy and stuff and then I go home and I'm like and I'm done you know Uh Uh um and so like Will and I can be somewhere and I could be cracking jokes left and right we get in the car and I don't say a word the whole way home you know because it's kind of done and I mean that's one thing that I love most about him is he has no expectations of me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I think that it's people perceive that I'm one way and maybe I'm really not like uh-huh. maybe I'm just as lonely as you are, uh-huh. you know, like uh-huh. not saying you Laura, but I'm just saying the person that thinks, and I think that's Stop comparing. Not, yeah. <laughs> Stop comparing. Yeah. But no, but I think that that's one of the things that is hard um, because you don't want to be, a, a sad story or, mm-hmm. a, you know, a Debbie Downer, but mm-hmm. I do think that people don't realize maybe how lonely I am. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know, like I, I had like a meltdown the other day, um, with Will and the kids. Uh, and I just, when my big deal was like, I feel like you'll just pick me up off the shelf and use me when you need me. And then you should put me back, you know, like mm-hmm. and <laughs> this was my two coming in hot. And so, um, <laughs> hot and I knew it like I knew and I also knew I was tired I knew it didn't feel good I knew all those things it's like when you're a child and your parents tell you you're tired you're like no I'm not you know (laughs) Um, and so I think that for me sometimes I feel like I give 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 and then maybe there's not a lot of give back and Uh then that's whenever I kind of shut down um so but I mean it all kind of comes back to perception people think like oh you know Uh she's she's busy all the time she's you know whatever and so 
Um, and then I think, yeah, relationships, like I see people that have these deep relationships and, and I feel like I do problem is y'all are all spread out all over the country. <laughs> um, so that's hard. And then I do have a good core group of friends here, but mm-hmm. I mean, we're busy and it's hard. I mean, we sit there and it's like to get something on the calendar that everybody can come to is literally an act of Congress. It's mm-hmm. like, good mm-hmm. Lord. And so, and because we don't want anybody to feel left out, we just don't schedule anything. Right. Um, and we've stopped doing that now. It's like, okay, whoever can come to this, come to this, you know? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I do, I think that it's, that, that has been something I've been trying to work through, but mm-hmm. uh, because I really don't feel like working through the body image. So <laughs> That, that part feels easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Now, what about you? I mean, I know the adoption world and you hear all these stories of like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, she was home in a year. We started the process uh, and we got matched immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That has definitely been a struggle. I would say I'm going to put those two together just for the sake of time, but just like looking at other, um, other adoption journeys, but also parenting in general, yeah. um, you know, I, you just struggle with that. It's, it's hard. And then also we're not even to the post adoption part of it, but I know that that can be a struggle too. Um, I'm not there yet, but I have seen it in other friends, like, you know, their children bond faster or their children are, you know, the, maybe their special needs are not as great as what they thought they were going to be. And, you know, or maybe they're more than what they, you know, there's, it's like all these comparison things. And, um, it's just, that's, it can put a lot of pressure on us, uh, in doing that. And I think too, a a similar struggle, even with my, my bio kids that, um, you know, looking at what other people are doing with their kids and thinking, oh gosh, should we be doing that? Or should we, should we not? Um, and that's, that, that's hard, you know, um, just to, to process that. And I think as we think through, like, how do we, how do we move forward with that? It's, it just all goes back to Jesus. Like, what does, what does, (laughs) what does the Bible say about parenting and what does the Bible say about waiting and walking in faith through hard things, um, instead of what it looks like somebody's blog or Instagram feed or whatever says about what this should look like people throw out a verse, but then they forget the context of the verse or mm-hmm. the surrounding verses or, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, you know, pray and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And it's like, as long as they are in line with his, like, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't know if the desire of his heart is for me to have a swipe up. I don't know. <laughs> you know. I mean, I hope it would be, but I don't know, you know, but no. And hear me when I say, I'm not looking to be social media famous. That's just a joke. Uh, <laughs> but I think that it's, that is one of those things that we so often, you know, are you praying for the right thing? Like, are you praying for God's will for your life? And Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, we've been in some dark things lately that aren't like share, like his will sometimes is, it's not ideal. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, I mean, it is ideal obviously, but it's hard and it's hard getting to that and knowing that you're walking the path that he wants you to walk. It can be lonely. I mean, it really can. And mm-hmm. it's, and you'll be like, well, good Lord, why is Lisa Turkers killing it? But I think that she's an amazing example of someone that's in ministry that is super successful, but that I would not want her story for my life. You know, like mm-hmm. her husband was turned out to be an addict and cheated. Now, great. They have one of the most beautiful redemption stories, but 
I'm mm-hmm. sure there were many people comparing themselves to her at some point only to then be like, Oh, that's not what I thought. You know, they have this beautiful family. That's so perfect. And she's written amazing articles on God's goodness. And I've seen her whole ministry change because of the hurt and betrayal. And, um, and I appreciate people like her that aren't doing the Insta sham. Uh-huh, you know? uh-huh. And I don't think she was doing an Insta sham before. She just didn't know what was happening. You uh-huh, know? Right. So, but yeah. I think that she's been very vulnerable and follow people like that. Put uh-huh. people like that in your social media feed uh-huh. that are encouraging and are living a life that is worthy of imitating, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. Um, I was For telling sure. Laura a story, and this will just be a quick story of how you can be influenced. Uh-huh. Um, there's a girl I follow, and I, again, I used to read her blog years ago, and um, her name's uh, Beth Chapo, but it's Seersucker and Saddles, and she shares some awesome things, usually way out of my price range. Um, and so at least that's what Wills told me. And so, uh, but no, she like years ago, like before they were super popular, it's probably like two or three years ago, she was wearing this really cute dress and I liked that she was wearing it with sneakers. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. But why are her shoes so dirty? And I was like, that's so cool. Like she is so down to earth. You know, she's wearing like this real expensive dress that I could not afford. And then she's wearing it with like dirty sneakers. Like it just shows, you know, comfort over fashion, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So then, Like in the like it to know it app, like you could click to see like what she was wearing. And the sneakers were the golden goose sneakers that are like super popular now. And they were $550 because they are made to look dirty while they're handmade in Italy. And I was like, Oh Uh, my gosh, she paid $550 for these dirty sneakers. That is insane to me. Well, fast forward, you keep on seeing it and you keep on seeing it to where you're like, I mean, maybe I need some dirty sneakers, you know, like maybe, maybe I should get some, my birthday's coming up. And William the other day actually saw me over my shoulder and he's like, are you looking at those golden goose shoes? I was like, I was just looking. He goes, you do not even like those. And I was like, you're right. And Um, so, and I do think they're cute on some people. If you have them, that's great. Um, But I do, but I was like, what is happening? Like uh this is over time. You just get like desensitized, uh you know? And Uh you're just like, maybe I need that. This is, that looks good. And so, yeah, but that's hard. Anyways, for sure. That is, can definitely um, be one of the pitfalls of social media for sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. Well, and I mean, I think that that's the biggest thing that is really, there was comparison way before social media. Mm-hmm. I think it was a little bit harder and a little more direct. And um, it was probably more at school, your workplace, church, but now mm-hmm. it can be in your, while you're sitting in your living room, just scrolling your phone. Mm. And I think that's what's scary. And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. Um, and it and doesn't I, help that they've made it so easy to purchase, you know, like in app, like you yeah. zero self-control. You're like, I must have it now. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and that's the thing. It's like, it's all instant. You mean with the glory of Amazon and, mm-hmm. um, but I love on the Huffington post uh, article, it's why women, should and can get past the compare and despair on social uh-huh. media. Uh-huh. And that's really what it is. Like it is compare and despair. And I just think that that's like anything that has that title, that's not <laughs> ideal. you know. <laughs> uh-huh. And so, uh-huh. you know, it's like long before Pinterest and Instagram, like all of those things, it's, it's always been there. And so it's, yeah. Yeah. 
For sure. Um, and I think we hit on the ones that I think are, you know, um, that the big, we, like the um, obvious ones. Yeah. That we, <laughs> that we struggle with. Yeah. But there are so many other of struggle for, for women. I think, um, you know, if we want to get even more specific, like things like, you know, what clothes we wear, which you kind of talked about the golden goose, but like the, um, what car we drive, what vacations people are taking. And then for me, like the whole vacation thing gets into not only where are you going, but who are you going with? And like, that kind of left out. And yeah. 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 And then career and achievements. And, um, I think that used to be more of a struggle for me. Um, yeah. you know, especially cause there was so much pressure in my first, um, my first job at state to publish and to, you know, to publish in the best journals and to, yeah. you know, to, um, hit these markers. And so, uh, there was a lot of, a lot of that, um, as well, but. Well, and then, I mean, yeah, fitness, but I mean, I don't really struggle with that as much. <laughs> I should struggle a little more. And then it's fine. It's fine. But the one thing that I do like in the Huffington Post, it does say, it's like, so what can be done? Unfortunately, the etiquette, uh, edit, uh, stop comparing yourself to others uh-huh. is unlikely to be an effective recommendation. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Track. Well, it's like, just, just stop doing it. You know? Uh-huh. And it's like, mm, I mean, the problem is it's, it's a habit. It's an addiction, I think. Uh-huh. Um, and it is, I mean, really, and I have to do this. And, um, and I love, like, I love following famous people on social media. I like getting glimpses into people's lives. And I mean, but I do think if, if someone is making you feel bad about yourself and they probably have no idea they're doing it, Mm -hmm. then you, it's not intentional. I mean, it's not like they're like, Hey, let me post this to make people jealous. Yes. Unfollow. I mean, mute. I mean, Mm -hmm. the joy of the mute, that should be one of my favorite things is the mute button (laughs) on, um, yeah. So I just think there's, there's things to do. So yeah, for sure. For sure. And we're going to link all of these articles, um, in the show notes for you guys, which if you're ever looking, yeah, if you're ever looking for show notes, don't forget that you can find all of the show notes, all the links to anything that we talk about product wise, any of that stuff at all things, You can go to yeah. the episode and find that there, but, um, I do. I loved the way that um, Allie ended her article. She gave five specific like ways to stop. Um, the first one was revel in healthy competition and reject comparison, which I think is a lot easier said than done, but um, yeah. healthy competition can be good. The second one was celebrate other people's successes. And I know you've talked about that before, like being something that helps you when you are struggling with comparison is like to actually comment on other people's posts and be like, I'm so happy for you. And like really yeah. truly celebrate them. And I think that's a good, um, a really good one to, now, to I comment into. on your post. It's don't think I'm just doing it <laughs> to make myself feel better. I really am happy for you. So, yeah. Um, and then the third one I think is the one that for me is most important. And that is retraining your brain to shut down the negative talk. That feels the hardest. It does. It's probably the the best idea, but, um, it's, it is definitely the hardest, but she gives some specific things that you can do. Um, you know, noticing what's triggering it. It's like, uh, what is that with? It's almost like, like, it's almost writing down a journal, like your food uh journal, which I don't recommend. 
Um, but, uh, so, but no, but it's almost like, you know, cause whenever you go to the doctor or whatever, it's like, well, have you noticed anything? Like if you're mm-hmm. eating something and you act this way, you know, yeah, what are yeah, you yeah. doing? Is it when you're scrolling mindlessly? Is it someone that you're following uh-huh. that uh-huh. is triggering you? Maybe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And number four, I think she kind of relates back to, but this was like more personal, like face to face, but um, it says compliment, don't compare. And she even says, um, she read this in an article, whenever you find yourself comparing, whenever you find you, oh, let me try again. Yeah. <laughs> when you find you are comparing yourself to someone else, you should go right up to that person and compliment them on the very thing you're jealous of about, or comparing yourself comparing yourself to I'm struggling this morning and it's because the Lord's tripping you up right now I know he's like uh stop comparing other people who can read without stumbling all over the words Uh um but basically just complimenting them and kind of flipping it which is is good um and then the last one which this is the one that I think gets us back to where we started which is you know where is your where's your heart and, and what's your path. And she says, focus on your path. And that is for me, that is grounding myself in the word and about remembering that, you know, I'm created in his image, (laughs) his image. And that, that should be, um, you know, that should be my point of comparison. You have a purpose and your purpose isn't, you know, Joe Blow on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like it's your purpose is different. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that can feel hard because when you feel like you don't know your purpose. Yes. Oh, <laughs> that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. is the purpose? What is our purpose? Mm-hmm. And then y'all write in and tell us. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, but I do love Colossians 3, 1 through 3. And I think this is a great, like if you're, if this is an area that you struggle with, maybe these would be some great verses for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. To just go back to the word. Um, but it says, since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things above, not on earthly things for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Um, And I just love that reminder is that sometimes it's really easy to get focused on whether it's good or bad, focused on the earthly things, but that's not where our minds should be focused on. What are we doing here to make his kingdom come here and to prepare our hearts for going, you know, to, to be with him, to sit with him um, in in um heaven and so yeah that that's yeah. my i love those verses that's a good i love one. it that's a good one yeah. anything else you want to I talk mean, about I, I mean we could probably do another whole episode on this i and know so, and we uh, might so stay tuned yeah. we should really have our husbands come on and so talk about it Ooh, yeah yeah i don't, I don't know there is much of a voice Mm-mm. yeah no they don't They'll apparently like keep it that way <laughs> Okay, yeah. my friend, what are you, what's good in your life this week? What are you Okay, loving? so um, there is a new, I don't know if it's really, it's not really new, but it's new to me, mm-hmm. um, new podcast called uh, Your Own Backyard, and it's mm. uh, following the Kristen Smart um, disappearance mm. um, that happened like 20 something years, in 1998. Mm. So, uh, but there's like new information coming out and she went to Cal Poly and it is fast. I mean, you listen, you're like, well, we clearly, we know who did it. And, mm-hmm. but that person has not been arrested. Like 
it is crazy. Um, oh and it's a really good, like, true crime. Um, our friend Kelly McGee, she's my true crime lover. And she and I had texted about, like, she's like, have you been following up on this? And I'm like, I have to listen to the podcast now. And so, <laughs> um, but it is, it's good. And then um, a pair of my sunglasses broke. Mm-hmm. And, That's uh, the worst. I was sad. Uh, <laughs> and so I bought these off of um, basically a swipe up, I'm pretty sure, on social media. <laughs> uh, but they're ten ninety nine. And uh, they are these black, they're like, they're called zero UV round retro sunglasses. Mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't really describe them, but they are light. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I would recommend maybe spraying some WD-40 uh, if yours come a little bit. Like, because they, you, one thing you would ask me is you're like, when you bend down, do they like fall off your face? Mm-hmm. They do mm-hmm. not. They okay. like, um, yeah, they're awesome. They're really light. They, I prefer not a nose piece because mm-hmm. then I get yes. stuck in my ponytail and pulls my hair out. Same. Um, but I love them. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to get maybe like the, I got the black just cause I was like, let me just see what these look like. And mm-hmm. then, um, I think I'm gonna get the tortoise shell, but cool. 99, I like them a lot. Um, they remind me of some Tom sunglasses that you and I both, yes. uh, those Which- are mine that broke, but. I love those, but I did yes. my one thing with those is when I feel like they're, they're not tight on my face. Like I've been down and they fall off. That's why I was. Well, and they're like, a little heavy too. I feel yeah. like. And yeah. So and maybe like that's what it is. Infection, yeah. They, they put some weight on it, but these are very light. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Okay. Good but deal. What about you? Uh, I, a few weeks ago, you shared about the mascara party that you were doing with our friend Colleen yes. and I got my stuff and I love it. It's so good. I do love it. it. I love that it is all in one thing. Yeah. Like it's completely, mm-hmm, I love that. So I did, um, the full face, like all of the different, you know, like the, yeah, like um, the highlighter, mm-hmm, contour, all that. Yeah. I did the full face and then two lip lip and cheek colors. I did that. And then four eyeshadows. And so I've, and then a couple of brushes too, but yeah, um, I'm loving the brushes. They're great. So we'll, we'll link, um, to, to and you can always but, reach out to Colleen cause she'll just color yes. match you. Literally you have to send her a picture. Like you can text it. Was it was so easy. Her. Yeah. And you're just standing like in front of a window with no makeup on. It's not mm-hmm. like your ideal setting, but mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. what it is. It works. And if for some reason it doesn't like you don't like it or whatever, there's like, I think a 60 day guarantee, uh-huh, 30 uh-huh. day something. But yeah, I love it. Um, I'm loving that. We, we get nothing from it. Like this isn't like, yeah, I'm know, not we'll hosting a show. Back. We're just, gonna, <laughs> we're not, yeah. we're not getting a discount, but I do no, love it. I truly do. I love the coverage. I think it's a little heavier than what I had been using. And so yeah. I feel like it smooths out some of my unevenness well, a little better too, which I like. It's yes. Not, yeah. So I don't but think it runs. Do you know, I, to me it's creamy but it's not oily because no, that's yeah. where I get into issues at the end of the day I feel like I'm like there's some makeup that makes me feel like I'm wearing grease Dripping. on my face yeah yeah, yeah. No, and it, it I don't feel like really it's like that good I like it a lot I like it yeah. a lot and then my other thing is something that I found at TJ Maxx and then found again at Ross um Ross for less but okay. it's this brand of shampoo and conditioner that's for color treated hair which surprise y'all I covered my roots what and it's a shock it's a shock but it is um it is I love the way it makes my hair feel it's k-pack mm-hmm. and I think it's pretty pricey if you order if like you get it not at a discount store, but you can find it 
usually at um, like the TJ Maxx or Ross or um, any place that carries like the health and beauty. And I just kind of watch for it and buy it when I find it. Um, oh, is it the Joyco? Is that what it is? The Joyco K-Pack or no? Um, I'm not sure. I'll, okay. I'll link it. Um, yeah. But I, I have just started um, finished what I was using and pulled that out. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've forgotten how much I love this. Um, it just makes my hair feel really soft and um, mine is kind of like frizzy, which is great when you move to the Gulf Coast because it's, oh, it's living its best frizzy life. <laughs> but this kind of calms it down a little bit. So I love the K-Pack shampoo and conditioner. So, okay. but I'll, I'll link on Amazon in case you can't find it, but at least you'll have a picture. Like if you go dig in through your local. Yeah. Box. So I love it. I'm going to order these yeah. sunglasses by the way, too. Yeah. Feel like, get them. feel like I need a backup here. Uh, Okay, and then we have our favorite part. Our favorite yeah. of the favorites is we have a new review to share. Oh, from, and it's from one of my favorite people. I know, I know. And she just had a baby. She's adorable. She's, She's got three boys now. I know, bless. She also really would slide into my DMs real hard anytime I wore my LA Dodgers cap. Yeah. She was trying to push me. <laughs> she would even send me links to Houston Astros cap. Oh, no. I do need to talk to her because they're in trouble. They with, are. Mm-hmm. I don't know much, but I know that. All right. Um, we got our Cat Brown 08 is like her it. handle on the I- iTunes account. And it says, oh, shoot. It cut off the end part. It did. Maybe encouragement, humor, and faith. Okay, I, I was going to say I did fantastic li- bodies. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's faith. I think I remember okay. looking it up, and then when I took the cre- screenshot, it cut it off. I'm pretty pretty much the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. same, same. Um, it says the best way for me to describe this pos- podcast is it feels like I'm sitting down having a great convo with great friends. Laura and Donna will have me laughing, crying, and walking away encouraged all in one episode. Uh, same, like we're, it's, it's all happening right here, all those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I enjoy listening to these down-to-earth Southern girls. They have the best accents. What accent? What? <laughs> I don't have an accent. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Um, chat about their lives and real life stuff that all women can relate to. Uh, if you are listening for a fun and easy listen, this podcast is for you. Thank you so much. Cat Brown 08. We We love love you too. That is, um, the best. So, um, we're, we're super close Two more and we hit the hundred mark. So if you have not yet done that for us, we would really, we should, when we hit the hundred mark, we go back through, a hundred people and maybe we send like a Starbucks gift card. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. I think that would be super fun. Okay. Um, so we'll and that's, I, you... even if we haven't read yours, we'll it'll, yes. it'll still be in the mix. We yeah. will, we will pick a number and we will scroll back through and we will find you and send you a Starbucks gift card when we hit a hundred. Yeah. So halfway to our goal, it's not even halfway through the year. I think we can do it y'all. I know this is I exciting. Do it. Okay. Well, this, this was a long fun. One. It's it a, was long a long one, one. but it's worth it. I think it's, it's worth it. I mean, I think that there's a lot to, to dive into here and mm-hmm. it's clearly a sensitive issue. Yes. I'm proud. Neither one of us cried. So we're good. I know. That's good. It's good. That's good. That's, That's good. good. All right. Well, you have a great, rest of your week don't compare yourself shut oh, down the sure. negative thoughts stop comparing yourself <laughs> that's all i needed you to tell me that's, yeah 
<laughs> done. <laughs> yeah, it should be the what is it? The Rachel Hollis wash your face or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It should be like stop comparing yourself, girl. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh my gosh, I love yeah. it. I love you. Right. Have a great love week, you, friend. Okay, okay, bye. Bye. Wow, we really could have made that into probably two or three or maybe even four episodes. This is definitely a topic that um, we both obviously struggle with and we feel like you probably have some areas too. I think it's just part of of life. Um, But if you have tips and you want to share them with us, things that you know work for you to avoid this, we would love. um, Maybe that's what our next episode will be is we'll share your tips for how to avoid and overcome comparison and um, the shame and the guilt and the negative thoughts that can come from that. So um, we are so thankful for everyone who has been a part of this for with us for the last year. We just love you and uh, love these conversations. We love the ways that you give us feedback and we just appreciate you being here with us each week. So tell a friend, invite her to join the conversation and we'll be back next week. Have a great week, y'all. Settle down, girls.